What's up, everybody? Let's spend some yarn. So I just finished, uh, it's kind of like a duty thing. Uh, we do this roving patrol uh, thing in the barracks to make sure there's not issues with uh, residents, you know, partying too much or doing anything crazy. Um, it, it, it actually initially started with like, it was more of like a sapper prevention model where just the presence of people roving would uh, hopefully uh, decrease uh, those types of events happening in the barracks. There was a whole bunch of issues one year, but uh, that's neither here nor there for this, this topic. What I want to talk about is it's, I read something today uh, that struck me as it's something that it reinforces something that I, I feel and something that I've heard from a lot of junior sailors that I've talked to about uh, the current leadership model in the Navy. Basically, uh, it, it's a it's a sailor's representation of of what they see in leadership uh, in the Navy and, and why they want to pursue a certain career path. Um, and, and I think that this sailors isn't unique to them. And that's one of the things that the, the chief that, uh, that posted the specific thing that I read uh, resonated so much with me is because I don't think this sailor's perspective is unique to just them. I think it's something shared because I keep seeing it uh, over and over again. And it's a, it's a consistent thread um, that I continue to see through conversations that I have or uh, conversations that other chiefs have that they relay to me or just things that I see on social media or, or whatever. I, I continually hear the same thing. And then uh, based on that, I, I was doing this uh, roving patrol thing with a, a first class that uh, he's a very young first class. Ben, and then he's on his first term still. He's a, a nuclear guy. Uh, nuclear trained uh, mechanic that um, made first class very quickly very very bright uh, high functioning kid that uh, I, I've recognized for a long time is the type of guy that is frustrated by what he sees and what he experiences to the point that he intends to separate from the Navy and uh, and it breaks my heart because he's the type of guy that I w identify as exactly who we need to keep. And based on what's w what this threat is, what, what I identify to be this problem, what I think a lot of junior sailors identify to be this problem, and I, I think a lot of chiefs also identify this to be a problem, it, it's the reason why this young man wants to separate. And that common thread is... is Junior Sailor's perception of, of leadership based on negative experiences they've had with people in those leadership positions. It's, it's hard to say out loud that we're failing on the scale that I think that we are. I, I think as an organization that leadership is is failing to do what they need to do to retain uh, the junior sailors that, that we really need in the, in the organization. And I think a lot of chiefs see this pretty regularly where a lot of bright, high-functioning kids are, are choosing to separate from the Navy because they're frustrated for a lot of different reasons. I think they're increasingly put in situations where they're not afforded the opportunity to be as involved as they want to be, to take ownership of processes as much as they would like to, to kind of exercise their creativity and free thinking and and 
lead things and, and own things and, and be given the increased responsibility that they want. Um, I think a lot of times we, as an organization, for, for a lot of what are good reasons, paint a lot of boundaries that we're kind of unforgiving with. Um, some Marines are a perfect example where there's a very clear career progression laid out that we're not always willing to to kind of give on. And I, an example I can give of that is on this last deployment that I just got back from, we had a couple of second classes uh, trying to qualify the most senior enlisted supervisory watch on the entire submarine, which uh, for those of you without submarine experience is called diving officer of the watch. Uh, it's a watch I qualified for the first time as a senior chief. <laughs> um, I tried to qualify it as a young chief and it just, based on the platform I was on and the position I was in at the time, uh, I wasn't able to get the, uh, they're called practical factors. I don't know if they're the same thing for everybody. So uh, it's just like a, a practical application exercise where as an under instruction watch, you get to, to do a thing, uh, and demonstrate that you have the knowledge and the ability to do that thing. And then it's signed off as complete. Once you demonstrate, uh, to a qualified evaluator that you're able to do it. Right. Uh, I wasn't able to get those things done. So I, I, I qualified for the first time as a senior chief and it's not uncommon, uh, for people to get qualified this watch is at usually the most junior rank is it's a senior first class like a first class getting ready to be a chief uh is the type of per, like the usually the most junior uh rank you see doing this and we had two second classes both of which were uh less than six years in the navy uh but both super bright high functioning guys um that were qualified everything else and that it demonstrated that they were able and ready to do this and they put all the work in that they needed to and they had to fight a little harder uh to to get put in the positions they needed to to get all those practical factors done and to get all the knowledge factors done and to get everything ready to the point where they were ready to qualify this the supervisory watch station uh where they had to go in front of a board with the commanding officer and, do, and it, it's very intimidating uh watch station it's a safety of ship thing it, it's it's scary it scares me and so it's like it's not a small thing that these second classes were trying to do this and that they were actually ready to do it and w where i'm going with this is the the leadership at the command wasn't super enthusiastic about qualifying these guys there was a lot of apprehension um, because they were junior and it's a supervisory watch station. Um, I mean, this one of the subordinate watch stations is called Chief of the Watch, uh, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's generally a chief, sometimes a first class, uh, standing that watch, and you're in charge of that watch station. So as a second class, if you qualify them and they relieve as diving officer of the watch and they're in charge of a chief or a senior chief standing chief of the watch, I mean, that's that can be an interesting dynamic there, and it can be a very challenging leadership role where, you know, if you're the dive and you're in the chair uh, and you're giving that chief an order as the subordinate watch station, you need to be able to do that. You need to be able to make sure that they follow through with that. You need to be able to take charge of the watch section. You need to provide backup and advice to the office of the deck, uh, which is a thing that the dive does. Uh, so it's it's a big deal. Uh, it's, it's very intimidating, very scary. It's a lot of responsibility for such a junior sailor but again these guys had demonstrated that they had all the requisite knowledge uh they were ready to do this um they did a lot of evaluated watches and got all their practice facts done and and they had shown that they were ready to do this uh 
but the apprehension to uh, to qualify them kind of led to a lot of delays, a lot of, yeah, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, but we're going to wait and we're going to do this and the other thing. So these guys were at their qualification boards, but uh, they kept kind of kicking the can down the road. Uh, they wanted him to get more experience, but it was always this open-ended statement of, yeah, we'll get there, we'll get there. We, we get a little more experience and, and, and this, that, and the other thing. And, and it started to feel like they were being blown off and that, you know, there wasn't really an end in sight. So they were studying and studying and studying. And it's a, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot to ask of these guys to continually maintain the, the high level of knowledge and readiness to do this board whenever it decides to happen and to continually spend their off watch time getting more experience um, when they're ready for this board now. Right. And, and it got discouraging for them and it got they got very frustrated um, that they put all this work in and they've they've shown the motivation, and the ability to do this thing and this to qualify the supervisory watch. But they didn't feel like uh, they were provided the opportunity to do that and they didn't feel like their hard work was being rewarded and so it got to the point where um you know one of them got frustrated but kind of just understood uh that you know i get it that i'm junior and that i got to keep working towards this i just want to make sure i'm able to qualify before i transfer um the other guy was a little more senior uh and he was getting extremely frustrated because he's an older guy. Uh, he joined the, the Navy a little later in life and was just really frustrated because he felt like he could help. Like he felt like he could contribute a lot more uh, and he wasn't being afforded the opportunity to do that. And I had a lot, a lot of conversations with him because he was in my watch section and uh, it, it's hard to explain that in a way that's going to make sense to them and that they're going to be willing to accept. Like they, they understand kind of the logic behind the decision-making, but the way that it's communicated to them where it's kind of this open-ended thing and they're just kind of feeling like they're getting blown off uh, and they kind of feel like their hard work is for nothing. It, it's very difficult for them not to lose motivation and for eventually for them to get like mad like they put all this work in for nothing because they're not getting qualified this watch station right um a couple of us got behind and pushed and finally convinced them to get these boards done uh and both sailors did end up getting qualified those watch stations um the one that was getting very frustrated i mean i'll never forget his reaction when the board was complete and the ceo told him he was uh, he had passed with lookups. I mean, he, he the sigh of relief uh, from finally accomplishing it where the, the, the weight was lifted off his shoulders and he could finally be like, ah, oh, I got there, you know, I crossed the finish line. I mean, it, he was super relieved. I mean, he fucked, he hugged me when the board was done. Like, he, he was super excited and, uh, and very happy, obviously, and had a great sense of accomplishment because of that. Um, but I, I, I think that it's an example of us putting sailors in the position, uh, which if we do repeatedly, you end up with high functioning sailors like this young man, uh, that I, I stood this duty with tonight, separating from the Navy when they are exactly the ones that we need to keep around. And even if they, even if they're not, that's not the sole reason I'm talking about this, even if they're not right. Um, we just got to do better in general where it's our responsibility to lead and develop these sailors. And, and if we're not doing that and we're putting them in the position uh, to be kind of angry and bitter at the organization and separate with that 
taste in their mouth, uh, I don't think we're doing it right. And I want to read to you what the uh, what that chief posted to kind of give you an idea of exactly what I'm talking about, uh, because it is the same thing that I hear from from uh, junior sailors over and over again in different iterations and with different examples. But it's very much the the same tone. Uh, and so I, w- I want to read that to you now and and give you an idea, and then I'll talk about it a little bit and and uh, wrap this up. But. Uh, this is what the the young man said uh, to the chief. It was at a reporting career development board um, where he kind of asked the the young man, you know, what he wanted to accomplish at the command and where he wanted to go and where he wanted to end up, and um, ended up asking him kind of why. And, and and I'll read it for you right now, and then we'll talk about it. It says we've got to do better. I just had a reporting career development board with a very good sailor in E5. He told me he has aspirations to be an officer, and as I always do, I responded with, so you don't want to be a chief? So without missing a beat, this young man said, I absolutely do not want to be a chief. I asked him why, and the response I got is attached. Uh, The attachment uh, is a picture. So he's got a picture of a whiteboard um, that says, I have not met a chief I aspire to be. And I'll keep reading. Every chief reading this should take this to heart. I truly believe the sailor represents a large portion of our enlisted force. Somewhere along the way, we have stopped inspiring these men and women. We have to regain what we've lost. We have to earn their trust by earning their respect. Every time we have an opportunity to influence or help or motivate a sailor, we have to take advantage of it. There are no wasted or throwaway conversations. We have got to consider why a sailor would say that, and then we have to get down to the business of being good chiefs. We have to be their advocates, the people they can't stand the thought of disappointing. I hope that statement from that sailor motivates the hell out of every chief who sees this. I know it motivated me. I'm leaving this on my whiteboard until the day that sailor comes back and tells me he's changed his mind. And then he added an edit to answer a few questions people had about the post. Uh, Number one, I made this public because I want junior sailors to recognize we recognize a problem, and many of us are working to fix it. I see suicide numbers every day, and if making a Facebook post public leads to one chief being more approachable to one sailor, and that prevents one tragedy, then that decision was valid. Uh, Number two, more than a couple of chiefs read this and their reaction was to criticize the sailor. You are the people I wanted to reach. That reaction is what we have to fix. Rather than immediately blast him for not wanting to be a chief, we should be asking why. An EP sailor and Blue Jacket of the Year has never met a chief he aspires to emulate. That staggered me and I hope it makes our entire mess think. We are not perfect, but our sailors deserve a chief who tries to be. Why did I ask the question? At that point in the conversation, he had just said he wanted to go officer. My reaction to that is always the same, and it's always lighthearted, but the question, especially during a CDB, is exploratory. His adamant reaction stunned me to the point that I didn't even ask why or what had happened to give him that perspective. I will. He and I will be talking much more. Sailors who trust their chief and who believe we genuinely care for them will do amazing things to earn our respect and our admiration. They will perform beyond what they believe they are capable of when they have leaders who dedicate themselves to the craft of being a good chief and a good person. That's why we must do better. It is why we absolutely must earn the trust of our sailors. 
I, I mean, I don't disagree with a single word. Uh, I, I'm really, I'm really happy that he shared it. Uh, I know a lot of people saw it, and, and there's probably a lot of people that had issues with it. Uh, I, I'm going to go through the comments to try to get a, a better idea of how people reacted to it. My God, man. Uh, it warms my heart to know that there is is somebody out there that reacted this way uh, that recognizes this to be this, the same problem. And I'm sure there's many more just like you, but um, but getting this out there the way that you did, leaving it on the whiteboard, I, I, I mean, every inch of your reaction and response to this motivates the hell out of this senior chief. And I'm incredibly happy uh, that that you did this and that you're asking that question and that you're reacting in that way and that you're going out of your way to share this with others so that they can learn from it. Uh, I'll be sharing this post on every social media function that I have related to this podcast, putting it out there in the spin the yarn. And I really hope it it gets you guys to think. Uh, I really hope it gets you to understand that this is a problem that exists and that it's our problem to fix and take ownership of and not run from and not shirk the responsibility or kick the can down the road and definitely not blame the sailor. Uh, That was something that kind of, as I was reading it, disgusted me a little bit that anybody had that reaction to that. Clearly something happened in that sailor's development that gave them that perception. And guess who creates the perception of the chief's mess? Chiefs do. So take ownership of that, fair or not, factual or not, deserved or not, it exists, and that's your problem. So you need to fix it. You need to take ownership of that and understand that if that perception exists and we're losing bright functioning sailors because of a perception that we created, whether we like it or not, we need to take ownership of it. We need to start fixing it. We need to do it now. Whether we like how sailors are reacting to whatever leadership model we have that is, is currently the, the construct, if it's not working and it's creating a perception that is a thread through many junior sailors I've interacted with, through many that, that this chief has interacted with, then, then there's obviously a bigger problem here and there's a problem that we need to address. Or we're fighting a losing battle. I mean, this is our primary mission. This is why we exist. If we're not getting it done, we need to evaluate why and and what we need to do going forward to fix it. Take a long, hard look at this because the conversation I had with this first class tonight, I asked him, I'm like, why do you think that there aren't more leaders out there that that you're seeking that you that you wish there was and that may or may not have affected your decision to stay navy um and the conversation we had it was specific to submarines and it kind of revolved around that we're more concerned with procedural compliance and admin being perfect and and everybody's kind of in this mode where they're worried about not getting yelled at more than they're worried about just doing the actual right thing and contributing to making the process better and and to to genuinely like contributing and, and doing the right thing all the time and especially developing people and and going out of your way to take care of your sailors and everything else it's it's not focused on that it's focused on taking care of you know boxes that need to get checked and and administrative burdens that exist and and paper drills that we need to to go through so that you know people aren't getting pressure exerted from an outside entity kind of thing but a lot of our conversation revolves specifically around submarines but the thread was there 
the thread was there that leadership was not doing the things that they needed to do to take care of the sailor, to provide him the challenges he needed to stay engaged and to provide him the the things he needed to do to extract the job satisfaction that he he seeks. And if we're not providing them that, they're not going to stay. They're not going to be fulfilled and they're damn sure not going to want to replace us. And we're training our reliefs. We say it all the time. So if, if, if this is the place we're in and this is not an isolated incident, we got to do better. We need to reevaluate. We need to adjust. We need to champion all of the things that we say out loud during the season that we recite during the creed. The things that we believe, we need to turn a mirror on ourselves and really frankly evaluate. Are we doing those? Are we living those? Because somewhere along the line, we're not. And the evidence is right here. The evidence is in these conversations, in this career development board, in the threads that are being seen as we as we go. I mean, those those Navy Times articles, right? The ones that I responded to via the podcast, like there's a personal accountability piece there, but those sailors experiences, whether their reaction to them is always appropriate, it still happened. Their anger is coming from a place that, that, you know, we created, it exists as a reaction to a reality that we created. Our leadership did that. And there is a personal accountability piece there. I absolutely agree. But the personal accountability piece is separate from the chief accountability piece, the leadership accountability piece. Turn the mirror around on yourself. Are you doing everything you should be doing? Because at the end of the day, it falls at our feet. Regardless, we created the Navy these sailors are coming up in. And if it's not working, we need to fix it. It's late. <laughs> That's all I got for you today. I, I'm really interested to see what people's reaction to this uh, is. I'm going to scroll through these comments, and then I am going to share this uh, on the Facebook page. Uh, if I can get it on Instagram, I will. I don't. This is a lot of text, but I'll try. But hit me up. Let me know what you guys think of this. Let me know what your reaction is to this, especially my chiefs out there. Let me know what you think of this. Uh, I'm interested because... Uh, it, it, it hit me hard when I read it. Uh, it was it was nice to see another chief reacting in this way and being so passionate about not just this sailor and, and making sure the sailor's taken care of and, and fixing the perception, but also making sure other people uh, can learn from this this experience and this conversation and, and also just identifying this problem. Uh, and pointing at this problem and saying it is a problem and, and that he doesn't think that, you know, it's isolated to just this one sailor and that we need to do better. Uh, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. 